Hey everyone, just popping in here to share some big news that the price of the Families Fly Free membership will be going back up on Thursday, May 9th at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So as I had mentioned before, we reduced the price of Families Fly Free by hundreds of dollars at the beginning of 2024 to give everyone a chance to get in at this lower cost. But we are now having to bring that to an end, and we do officially have a date when the price will be going back up. And again, that is Thursday, May 9th at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. So if you've been thinking about joining Families Fly Free, now is the time to do it. If you want to change the way your family is traveling, if you want to travel more and do it affordably, and if you want to use miles and points and travel rewards without it being a second job, learn a simple system to always be able to do this without a wallet full of cards, please come join us in Families Fly Free and do it before the price goes back up. You can learn more and sign up today at familiesflyfree.com slash join. Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel, but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015. And I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. This week, I have brought with me um, one of the Families Fly Free team members, Lisa Whitlaw. And Lisa has been with me for many years, um, and her current role is uh, she's our head of member support. So her job really is to make sure our members have everything they need and they're happy um, and just to take care of them. So um, so I wanted to bring her on to just share her story and her journey of travel rewards. And um, because she deals with, works with our members day in and day out, she has a lot of good insight, I think, into what are common issues and struggles that, that people um, find when they start into travel rewards. So welcome to the podcast, Lisa. I can't believe you haven't been on already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so let's just start by having you um, introduce yourself, tell us about your family and um, a little bit more if you want about what you do at Families Fly Free. Okay. Um, well, my name is Lisa Whitlaw and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I have um, a husband that I've been married to for a long, long time and two <laughs> teenage boys. I don't want to say how long. Uh, two teenage boys. Um, one is in college and one will be a senior this year. So um, do we get to still call our college age ones teenage? I guess they well, are. He, he is, he'll be 20 in January. So then I can't say that anymore, but yeah. Ugh. We'll hang it's on to sad. it for a minute. I am. I'm going to hang on to it. Um, so I've got um, my boys who, you know, like that's the whole reason why I wanted to travel in the first place was to take them places. So um, they have gotten older and don't want to do everything I want to do now, but um, I still drag them along and <laughs> we 
have as much fun as we can have. But um, yeah, we're um, and my dog, Bo, I have to always talk about my dog, Bo, because I know he's um, sometimes on the webinars that I do by accident. (laughs) (laughs) He'll probably be scratching at the door here in a minute, but he's a miniature poodle and I love him very much. (laughs) And he loves Lisa very much. Yes, he does. I'm his person. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. And so Lisa and I, our boy, we both have boys and they're similar ages. So I think we're going through similar stages of um, you guys, they do get older and then they decide they don't want to go with you as much. So we're just giving you that heads up. If you have younger kids, take them along when they, when they're excited, (laughs) they want to do all these things. So, and they definitely get busier the older they get to, you know, with whatever activities they're involved with. And it becomes a little bit more challenging to um, get away as much as you want, but. Yes, agree. Yep. All right. So why don't you share, how did you, how did we find one another to start with? How did you come across me? Do you recall? Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, so I'm sure it was just Googling, you know, travel rewards and information. But um, I think if I, I think really it was probably the million mile secrets um, blog. Mm -hmm. Um, I was featured on there and I used to write for them some. Yeah. And they had a link to you on their um, blog. So I'm pretty sure that's how I found you, but yeah, it's been, it's been a while now. I can't even, (laughs) a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) Hard to remember, but yeah, I think it was the million mile secrets. Yeah. I've got a lot of great people from, from, um, from them. They were once upon a time, a really great, really great site with travel rewards. Yeah. So tell us kind of how your family uses travel rewards. That's a broad question. (laughs) Well, I mean, it because I got to go back to the start, right? So I, I feel like I've always said it all started with my Disney credit card. Um, but I really think it started before that um, because my husband always had a Delta Sky Miles card that he was able to use for work trips and work dinners and things like that. So we would earn points with, with that card. And then um, I can remember I had to in my old job, when I, this was like in my early twenties, when I, um, was working, I had to go to Orlando for a couple of weeks. And I can remember seeing a flyer in the elevator that if you stayed (laughs) 10, not in the elevator, I know, like, I don't think there were, um, there wasn't as much, as much social media back then as there is now. So there was a flyer in the elevator, (laughs) It's not a screen. Um, but it said, if you stay 10 nights, you could get earn a free night at a Marriott. So, um, I was like, well, I am going to be here for two weeks for work. So I signed up for, um, the Marriott. That's when I signed up for Marriott loyalty program. And, um, I stayed my two weeks and I earned a free night, which we, my husband and I redeemed, um, at a big, nice Marriott in Savannah, which is close to where I live. And we love going to Savannah all the time. So we, um, used our free night to stay on the river in Savannah. So I knew about points way back then. And then I got the, um, Disney card when I had my kids, I was like, we, you know, got to go to Disney. So I earned a lot of points that way. And was, we were able to take a trip 
using points um, from that card. But I really think it wasn't until I started seeing commercials like on the television about different credit cards where you could earn miles. And I was like, what? I need to figure this out. I need to look into this more. And so that's when I started Googling <laughs> um, travel rewards and trying to figure it all out. And I had already applied for a couple of cards probably when I found you, but then I was like, um, I need to get this companion pass. Like this is the deal, you know? <laughs> so that's what I was trying really to get. And I have a cousin in California who um, traveled a lot for work and she was telling me that she had earned the companion pass, but I always thought it was because she she flew so much. Right. So I was like, well, I can never, I'm never going to be able to take as many trips to get the points. But then when I found you, I found that you don't have to necessarily fly to get the companion pass. So um, all that said, that was a lot to <laughs> say that we we use our points um, as a family to fly and to, to try and stay free um, as much as possible. So we have taken some great trips. Like we went to Yellowstone. Um, we've been to... Um, Niagara Falls. We went out West. Um, we've been to, um, the Grand Canyon, Zion, Bryce. And then this summer we took, um, our trip that I have been waiting for, for years. Thank you, COVID. Um, we finally made it to the Grand Cayman. So we we've had a lot of wonderful trips and we've been able to use points to cover a lot of the expenses on those trips. So I'm very grateful to you and <laughs> points, you know, rewards in general, you know, so tell us, you know, so as Lisa said, she lives in Atlanta, which is um, a Delta hub. My dad always lived in Atlanta, always flew Delta. Um, so kind of tell us how you mix the strategy of, you know, using Delta, but also sometimes flying Southwest and using your Southwest companion pass. Yeah. So the card that my husband has, he earns a companion pass with Delta. So we always try to use that. Um and it's only one, you know, like one flight a year. Mm -hmm. So we used to always combine that with points to go out um, skiing with our boys. Um, usually spring break, around spring break, we would take advantage of those points. But then if we wanted to take any other trips, like, um, you know, we've gone to Austin, uh, San Antonio, like uh, nonstop flights from Atlanta on Southwest um, we would redeem our Southwest points instead of paying, it would have been way more on Delta to, to go to those locations. So we just kind of try to use the points that he earns and the companion pass on that Delta for one big trip. And then we use Southwest for basically everything else. Um, just because it's always free. Right. Yeah. So when you use that Delta companion pass, do you try to use it on a, like a more expensive flight to get the best value out of it or. Well, so the way I look at that is he has an annual fee on that card. So I want to get a flight that at least covers that annual fee, but like also you get the perks with the card of not, ha not having to pay for check bags. And um, so that's kind of a benefit that I, you know, knock off some of the um, annual fee. Don't take that in consideration, but um, you have to pay for one flight. So he has to buy a ticket for me to be able to be his companion right. to fly for free. So I still don't want to pay $500 for a flight, but right. it depends. Like, you know, you just have to think about 
that would be $250 a person. So that's really not bad for a round trip flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try to make sure it's at least covering that annual fee on the card and that it's not going to like be so expensive that, you know, we just don't want to spend that much, but it depends on the location. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on how close we are to the deadline and we have to use it. You know, like I'm not going to give up that companion pass. Like we're kind of in that situation right now. I think the one that he's earned this year expires in November. And I'm like, we have to go somewhere and we haven't planned anything. So I've got to get on that because <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to let it go. Yeah. So we might take a shorter trip. That's not as expensive, but still in my mind, we're getting getting your value out of it, our value out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he just earns Delta miles through business spending and travels. Yes. Yeah, so he's not been more than that. <clears throat> yeah. He's not been traveling as much as he used to. So it's right. not, um, he hasn't been earning as many points and, um, you know, I sometimes wonder, is it worth keeping the card? And, um, as long as we have that companion pass and we can use it, maybe, you know, that's how I, justify it. I'm like, if if we use that companion pass, it does cover the cost. So um, we'll probably keep the card, but he's, he's just not traveling as much, you know, as business travel has really died down, but I think it's picking back up, but it um, over the last couple of years has definitely, definitely been less. (laughs) So what's your strategy or how do you um, earn your points to fly on Southwest? So um, I have done it through card applications and um, earned the companion pass that way. Um, my husband is not really one to apply for a lot of cards. And so I I don't have the two player. Um, and that's like know, very since, common. Yeah. Like that's a very, my husband's not wild about it either, <laughs> but I right, can't yeah. get him to do it here or there. But. Yeah. But it's, it's funny. Like I, I hear that from a lot of people and then once they see what they can get, they're, they're like, oh, okay, well, if I have to apply for a couple of cards, I can do that. But he's kind of been in that, especially the last couple of years, we've been able to, he and I have taken some couples trips and he's been shocked at where we've been able to stay and where we've been able to go. And he's like, now, how much did that cost? And I'm like, it was free. It was free. <laughs> how much was Here's the how much it would it have free. cost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So I think he's, he's getting closer to possibly being on board for getting a couple of cards. Um, but most recently I just applied for the, um, the Southwest personal card that had the big bonus at the end, at the beginning of the year. And I have been putting spin on that, but I know that's not the typical way we do it at, at families fly free. Um, but I also use the chase Sapphire preferred card and I've been able to use that for everything. Yeah. Um, and I've been able to um, earn a ton of points that way. My husband also applied for that card when it was a hundred thousand point bonus. So we've gotten that as well. And those points, I always transfer to Hyatt because they have the best redemption rates. Um, so we've been able to stay free a lot at Hyatt's with those points. The way that we teach it, which is um, designed to be simple, both of you don't have to be opening. I mean, no one has to be opening a ton of cards, bottom line. And certainly um, if you have a situation like where one can't, sometimes we have situations where one can't even apply, right? There's ways um, to make it work. So even one person can do it with uh, doing the card application. So I think that's a good um, 
point to, to bring up there. Um, since we're on strategy and miles and points, um, so as I mentioned, Lisa is our member support manager. And so um, she really works with our members all day long, um, every day. <laughs> Right. Um, so she helps answer their questions and, um, you know, she's in our community. She's answering them over email. She's responding via text. So she um, has probably seen every question known to man. I don't know. I probably shouldn't say that, but close to it <laughs> about travel rewards. So I just thought I would have you share um, maybe some common mistakes that you see that members make or just common concerns, questions that they have repeatedly? Well, I know like a lot of people think that the points from Chase, Sapphire, Preferred get um, help out with the earning the companion pass, which that is not the case at all. But a lot of times when people are just getting started, it's hard to keep track of the each um, card and what their points go toward. So it's nice to have like a spreadsheet or a tracking sheet and and know which card covers what but you know like the companion pass is only the southwest cards and then yeah um, so let's all make a note of that because that is a <laughs> huge huge one we see people make of chase sapphire preferred points do not qualify for the southwest companion pass so everyone you heard that heard me say that um but yeah that's a that's a totally common one. And, and just, um, I heard the other day, uh, I was on a podcast on the how to money podcast, check that one out if you haven't, but, um, and they were asking, you know, about, this is a common one too. Once you've earned your companion pass points, can you spend them or do you need to hold on to them for them to qualify? And I totally get where that question comes from too. It would make sense. You have to collect them and then hold on to them, but you don't, um, you just have to collect them and then you can spend them um, wherever you want. So they're, they've counted as qualifying for your pass. Um, that's sort of a related one, but what, what else do you see? Um, well, the one that I really like my heart goes out to people is when they are trying to earn the companion pass and um, they're trying to use our strategy to have it as long as possible. And then they meet their minimum spend before they should. And then it just, their whole, um, it's kind of messes them up. So I know that like, it's heartbreaking <laughs> to, when we see that happen. Um, and there are ways to go about correcting that is that problem. But, you know, like when you had it in your mind that I was going to do it this way, um, and then it doesn't work out, it's, you know, you just have to take a step back and, and pivot and, um, come up with a new strategy. But, um, I, you know, like I, my advice is always like, do not put any kind of, um, recurring charge on the card while you're trying to meet the minimum spend and don't loan it to your spouse or your kid don't or give somebody it to your kids to order DoorDash. Like, don't do it. Just keep it in your drawer and don't even tell anybody you have it, you know, until you, until you know, when you can meet that minimum spend. Um, cause that's, that's huge. And I, we have seen that happen and that, that always just breaks my heart. I just feel for people when that happens. So, um, yeah. And, you know, like realize that all of us make mistakes in this, right? I mean, even those of us that have been doing this for years and all of that. And so we see, 
you know, that was a big one last year. Um, and I've seen it for years where it's what we're talking about here is if you're trying to earn a companion pass toward the end of the year, and this is going to air in August, so we're going to be heading into that territory. Um, you have to either decide, do you want to try to earn a pass this year that's good through the end of next year? And if so, you need all the points this year and you have to time your, if you're trying to earn points by earning a bonus on a Southwest card, those points then would need to land this year. And it's all about when you meet that minimum spend. Now, what we are usually helping people do is um, we they want their points to credit next year. So the pass will be good next year and then the year after that. Um, and then you have to make sure your minimum spend is not met until after a certain point in the year to the points credit next year. And that does get trickier than I would like. And so it's really, really helpful to have us, <laughs> to have an expert on your side who knows what they're doing there. Um, because a lot of people even not meaning to, they think they know what they're doing there and they just mess it up. So we even had to have an emergency Families Fly Free members webinar last year um, in October to, to help people that were, were still struggling with this. Um, and so I think we were able to get most people sorted. Uh, but like you said, you just have to kind of, if you've screwed up, then we just have to map out a new strategy for you. Um, it's not the end of the world. So just realize everyone messes up and that's a huge benefit of being a member is you have someone to help you through it. Right. Yes, for sure. And then like people always think they can buy points and that'll go towards the companion pass. And um, I'm like, no, you can't just buy your way to a companion pass or everybody would be doing that. But um, yeah, that, that's a common question that I get. Can I just buy the points to get to 135,000 this year? And the answer is no. And you can't transfer points, um, you know, to your spouse for them to earn the companion pass. Every the, People are very creative. Like they really are like, trying to find out easier ways to get this pass. But um, unfortunately, those those techniques do not work. So um, I the get good that. news I, is there is an easy way to get it. And all you have to do is follow our little process of how to do it. And yeah. don't do all the things that Lisa's is talking about. Right. <laughs> That's where it right. gets complicated. Yeah. So yeah, just follow our simple system. So um, another one that... Uh, I've seen come up here and I think you have too recently is people getting, um, and, and I got this at the end of last year, an offer to buy your way to elite status on mm -hmm. Southwest and companion pass is technically an elite status. But when I say elite status, I mean, they call it a list where you get like, mm -hmm. um, you know, earlier boarding and all that stuff. Um, and so that's a good example of like, you can get that and be like, is this a good deal or not a good deal? And you can bring it to us and then we can help you analyze, or you can post in the community, which is what one of our members did. Did anyone else get this? What do you think? You know, kind of a thing. And, um, and that one, at least um, it seems like, oh, great. I can just buy elite status, but it was so expensive that I was like, even if I just bought a one through 15 and early bird for my whole family for six trips a year, I still wouldn't spend the amount that it was wanting to charge me to upgrade to a list. So there's always things like that offers coming out and going and card bonuses and offers and, you know, so um, we do make sure that we are looking at those for everyone and we're sending out alerts about them and giving you our 
short summary analysis of thumbs up or thumbs down on some of these things. So you don't have to spend much time on it. All right. Do you have a favorite travel tip to share? Oh, favorite travel tip. Okay. So like that has changed as I've, (laughs) as I've changed. Right. So, um, so I, I was lucky enough to have a dad who was a pilot. So I just thought that everybody traveled all the time. And uh, I grew up thinking that, and I grew up loving to travel. So that's kind of where my love of travel comes from. But, um, but once I got out on my own and um, got married and was traveling with my husband, I mean, I was like a drill sergeant. Like I had an agenda. I had a list of things we had to see. I Like we were up at seven, we were in bed at midnight. Like I was like, if we don't hit everything on the list, the trip is a failure, you know, like was, mm-hmm. I couldn't really, uh, adjust if the, if the, um, plans got messed up. So my travel tip now is to just really enjoy yourself and don't get too caught up in the plans and just be able to pivot and realize that you are blessed to be on this trip in the first place. And if you don't hit everything on the list, just vow to come back one day and do it again. Um, I just think that you're more relaxed and you enjoy it more when you can um, go with the flow. So I just feel like I've had a couple of trips this year where it just rained and rained and rained. And normally I would have been like, it's, it's ruined. (laughs) This trip is ruined, but you just enjoy it. Like you put on a raincoat and you go out in the rain. (laughs) And and, uh, so that is my biggest tip. And then, you know, pack light. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a benefit of learning travel rewards is and being able to travel more frequently and kind of leave the guilt of that you're spending a bunch of money or something behind, um, you can get more into the mindset of, yeah, we'll just come back here because there's more that we want to see or we really right. like it here. So we definitely have our spots that we go back to every year. I know you do too, but Florida is one of, one of yours. So yes. Um, and so we can, we can do that. Um, when we have travel rewards. So, yeah. Um, And I did want to mention too, that Lisa um, leads some of our webinars inside a family's fly free. And I also meant to say at the beginning, she is much beloved by our members. So, so if you join, you'll get to work with Lisa Um, and she's led what webinars on, what are some of the topics? I know a big one recently that was very popular was the, we did one on the difference between TSA pre-check and global entry She's a really good tip on how to get a global entry appointment, but you have to join to hear that one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think I did, uh, rental cars, something, uh, one on rental cars. And then my trip to Maine, I think I covered that. And, um, another one I really liked that you did was, um, how to, yeah, with, I think it was, oh, airport parking, how to save on oh. your airport parking. Um, yes. That was a good one that I didn't know a lot of those because in Atlanta, you have, you have to think through that. <laughs> yeah. It's the biggest airport, you know, like, gosh, there's so much parking. There are so many different parking lots, not at the airport that you can right use, or you can, you know, take your chances at the airport. And 
Um, we don't do that anymore because we showed up once and it was full. So <laughs> we book in advance and we know where we're going. So yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, on this how to how to money uh, podcast that I was on, they were in Atlanta. They're based in Marietta, um, but they were saying we we're talking about how I try to avoid the Atlanta airport if at all possible. Um, and they were like, why? It's pretty easy to get around. And I said, yeah, totally easy to get around. It's just all the delays because it's so busy. And we decided Atlanta needs to have two airports. I was like, yes, I had never thought of that. Why does Atlanta not have San Francisco has multiple airports, Washington, D.C., Chicago, why L.A.? How, why does Atlanta not have more than one airport? I feel, I feel like there have been conversations about um, getting a second airport. I mean, we do have a an airport. It's more private jets and stuff like that in um, Shambly. But I feel like, you know, the Braves have moved up to Cobb County near Marietta. Mm. I feel like at some point there probably will be an airport up in the north part of, of Atlanta. But I haven't really, I don't know facts on that. That's just, I think I've heard. Well, we're making an official request, uh, city of Atlanta. Yeah. (laughs) All right. It would make life a lot easier for Lisa, I would imagine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Would. And there'd be options. So many options. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, um, thanks Lisa for coming on and so everyone can meet you. Um, and sharing your tips. And um, I, I just, I think it's a great reminder that there isn't just one set strategy that works for everyone. Um, everybody's a little different based on what's going on with their family. You know, that they already have Delta miles or you already stay with a certain hotel chain or you have different priorities with no kids or kids of different ages. So, um, so it all works a little differently and you can still employ kind of our simple strategy, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, personal individual for, for each family, I think. So, all right. Um, well, thanks again, Lisa and, uh, everyone, I hope you can take some inspiration and strategies from today's podcast and, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's fly free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the US, Caribbean and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.